Welcome to Evil Done Badly. This episode is about the Anthill Kids. This was a doomsday cult in Canada, starting in Quebec and later winding up in rural Ontario, and was led by Rock Terrio, who was one of the country's most notorious cunts back in the late 70s and 80s. This is a grisly one, folks and I'm probably going to be using the word cunt a lot, because this guy was a proper one. You've been warned. Cue the intro music, which we still don't have. So enjoy these random noises. Beep, 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 ping, pong. Boop. Rock Terrio was a Canadian smooth-talking cult leader, convicted murderer, and generally vile human being. He believed that the end of the world was near and would be brought on by the war between good and evil. Terrio converted from Catholicism to the Seventh-day Adventist Church and began practicing the denomination's beliefs which encouraged a healthy lifestyle free of unhealthy foods, alcohol, and tobacco. We will see later how the abstinence works out. Spoilers, it doesn't. Terio was a self-proclaimed prophet under the name Moses, and he founded the Anthill Kids in 1977. They were a doomsday cult whose beliefs were initially based on the Seventh-day Adventist church beliefs. But in 1978, Terrio was ejected from the Seventh-day Adventist Church. It's funny, because when you're giving the Seventh-day Adventists a bad name, you know this fucker must be completely bonkers altogether. Even these people don't want anything to do with him. Now, Terrio was apparently a very sexy dude and maintained multiple wives. He would impregnate all female members as a requirement for membership and fathered 26 children. He probably tried to impregnate the male ones too, but I don't think that worked out. Now, I've seen pictures of this guy, and he's not really much to look at. He's just some fat, sweaty nut job with a huge beard. I bet he, I bet he stank too, but... Whatever he lacked in handsomeness, he made up for in suave. Now what passed for attractive in the late 70s seemed highly questionable. Now he had scores of willing ladies. He was not good to them. Despite these scores of ladies' poor taste in men, they didn't deserve to be mistreated the way Terrio mistreated them. This miserable bastard is one hell of a cunt and it's hard to believe he managed to hypnotize these poor people into resigning themselves to such cruelty. Terriol's followers, including 12 adults and 22 children, lived under his totalitarian rule at the commune and were subject to severe physical and sexual abuse. In the mid-70s, Terriol uses charm to dupe people into leaving their jobs and homes to join him in a religious movement. He formed the cult in 1977 
in Quebec with the goal to form a commune where people could freely listen to his batshit nonsensical ramblings about the end of the world and be free of sin. He prohibited the group from remaining in contact with their families and with the Seventh-day Adventist Church, as this was against his cult's values of freedom. Despite the cult's values of freedom, life on the commune became increasingly restrictive. Terio's fear of the end of the world grew, and he claimed that God had warned him that it would come in February of 1979, and he should prepare for it. In 1978, in preparation, Terio moved his commune by hiking to a mountainside he called Eternal Mountain, where he claimed they could be all saved from the apocalypse. There, Terio made the commune build their town, while the lazy bastard sat on his fat, hairy ass. He began comparing his followers to ants working on an anthill, thus naming the group the Ant Hill Kids. In February of 1979, when the end of the world did not occur, people started questioning Terio's nutty theory. I find it funny that he said the world's going to end next year. He could have made up any horseshit number of years and bought himself at least a couple of decades of blind worship. Nope. It should have occurred to him that when the world doesn't end in a few months, I'm going to look like a big fucking idiot. Instead, the world didn't end and he had to come up with some crackpot story about how God's time and Earth God's time and Earth time didn't match up properly, and he miscalculated the date of the impending doom. Naturally, his little gaggle of slaves bought this explanation and went back to working on the anthill. Being quite the sexy man that he was, and I don't think this fact can be overstated, he was fucking adorable, Terrio made it mandatory to marry and impregnate all of the women fathering over 20 children with 9 female members of the group, and by the 1980s there were nearly 40 members. Followers were made to wear identical clothes so people would know they were all playing for the same fucked up team. Following the cult's formation, Terrio began to move away from being a motivational leader as his drinking problem, which was, well, one of the things he was supposed to be preaching against, worsened. He became increasingly dictatorial in the lives of his followers and irrational in his beliefs. Members were not allowed to speak to each other when he was not present, nor were they allowed to have sex with each other without his permission. I'm not sure whether they were allowed to talk to each other while they were having sex, but they probably not. That would be my guess. Terrio used his charisma to justify his abusive and erratic behavior. He could do no wrong in the eyes of his victims, and none of them questioned his judgment or blamed him for any physical, mental, or emotional damage. This is one hell of a level of brainwashing here. Terrio began to inflict punishments on followers 
that he uh, considered not to be pious enough. He kind of thought they might be straying a little bit from the way. So he would sneakily peek at them when they weren't looking and claim that God told him what they were up to. And if a person wished to leave the commune, holy shit, Terio would hit them with either a belt or hammer, hang them from the ceiling, or even pluck out each of their body hairs individually. Sometimes he would even shit on them and make them eat it. Like, this starts to get ludicrous really fast. Now, the Anhill kids managed to raise some money for a living by selling baked goods. I can only imagine how clean their hands were. And you'd better sell enough of those brownies, because if you didn't, you'd be subjected to Terrios increasingly bizarre and violent tortures. Over time, Terrio escalated his depravity by making members break their own legs with sledgehammers, or sit on a lit stove, or shoot each other, or just plain old eat dead mice and feces. This man was an unstoppable force of creative abuse and still managed to hang on to his unfortunate followers slash victims. Why nobody clubbed this fucker with the sledgehammer is a question we will never have an answer to. Now, a follower might be asked sometimes to prove their loyalty to the cult. Okay, fair enough, and what do you have to do to prove that? Well, get those wire cutters over there and cut off another follower's toes. And we'll call it square. Holy shit. This really escalates pretty fast. And the children were not free from the abuse. They were sexually abused, burned, or sometimes even nailed to trees while the other children were made to throw rocks at them. This is, like, beyond fucked up. One of Terriot's wives was so desperate to keep her child away from this monster that she left him outside to die in freezing temperatures just to keep him away from this idiot. I mean, that's, that's pretty stark. It's pretty dire when you'd rather your child die of hypothermia than have them endure any more of this mistreatment. How did Terriot justify all this? Well, religion, of course. He would whip and beat naked people mercilessly, all in the name of purification. Just let me say right here that I hold nothing against anyone who enjoys being naked and whipped as some sort of fetish. You do you. Go right ahead as long as it's consensual, you pervert. I don't think Terrio's victims got any gratification from this process, though. I'm pretty sure that, that was a one-way gratification river. Terrio went on to claim that he had divine power and started performing unnecessary, unqualified surgeries on sick members to demonstrate his healing powers with whatever utensils happened to be lying around. These surgeries included injecting a 94% ethanol solution into stomachs or performing circumcisions on the children and adults of the group. This next incident I'm going to describe here is so completely vile that I got to add another warning. This one's fucking yucky. Now, I wasn't there, so I can't validate this in person, but even if half of this shit is true, 
this guy is one of the sickest fucks who ever lived. So, uh, <laughs> you might want to fast forward or turn this off or something like that now. But you should keep listening in any event. In 1989, when one of the female followers, Solange Boylard, complained of an upset stomach, Terrio performed another amateur surgery without anesthesia. He laid her naked on a table, punched her in the stomach, then forced a plastic tube into her rectum to perform a crude enema with molasses and olive oil. As if that wasn't painful and degrading enough, he cut open her abdomen with a knife and ripped off part of her intestines with his bare hands. Terrio then would make another member, stitch her up using needle and thread, and had the other women shove a tube down her throat and blow through it. You cannot make this shit up. I mean, I wish it was made up, and I, I hope this is wrong, but Christ, this is fucking nuts. This poor victim would die the next day from the damage inflicted by the procedures. Wow. Terrio would then go full god mode and claim to have the power of resurrection. And how do you resurrect somebody? Well, if you're Rock Dario, you drill a hole in their skull and jerk off into the cavity. And you get your friends to jerk off into the cavity. And that's supposed to do something. And in a startling twist, she did not return to life. Her corpse was buried a short distance from the Anthill Kids commune. Now, I wouldn't have come back to life either if it meant spending another minute with this ugly cunt. Now, that's a lot of crazy, and the madness at the commune would not go completely unnoticed by the authorities. They were somewhat suspicious of the living conditions at the commune and social workers removed 17 children in 1987. So at least that's good. Due to the cult being classified as an actual church though, the welfare of the adults was never really investigated. Terrio would face no repercussions for his role in any abuse at that time. I know what you're thinking. Surely this can only go on for so long. Eventually this would have to come undone and all the people rescued, right? Well, enter Gabrielle Lavallee. She underwent harsh treatment at the Ontario Commune during the late 1980s. And by harsh treatment, I mean she suffered welding torch burns to her genitals, a hypodermic needle being broken off in her back, and eight of her teeth being forcefully removed. Now. Yeah, you would think she would run away and everyone would be saved. Well, she did run away. Lavallee escaped from the commune. Yay! But she found it hard to survive without the cult and came back. Hmm. Now, as you can imagine, Terrio did not appreciate her betrayal and had no problem making an example of her. 
he would then proceed to cut off parts of her breast, smash her head with the blunt side of an axe, remove one of her fingers with wire cutters, stick her hand to a wooden table with a hunting knife, and then used a cleaver and a chainsaw to lop off what was left of her arm. Now at this point, Gabrielle had had enough dismemberment. She would flee the commune again, for real this time, and contact authorities. And this would be the effective ending of the Anhill Kids cult. Terrio was found guilty of assault for the amputation of Lavalet's arm and received a sentence of 12 years imprisonment. Lavalet's report allowed further investigation into Terrio's actions. This would expose the water abuses at the commune and Solange Boyard's murder. In 1993, Terrio pleaded guilty to second-degree murder for the death of Solange Boyard and was sentenced to being raped continuously with hot-pointed sticks in every orifice for all eternity. Um, that's your standard murder sentence here in Canada. Or, well, at least it should be. It was probably more along the lines of life in prison with access to only 13 TV channels. Terrio was transferred to Dorchester Penitentiary, a medium security prison in Dorchester, New Brunswick. Medium security? Uh, what do you have to do to get maximum security, I wonder? In 2002, Terrio was rejected for parole, thankfully, as he was considered too high a risk to reoffend, and he never bothered to apply again. He is ultimately believed to be directly responsible for the deaths of three adults and at least two infants. The vast majority of the cult's followers abandoned Terrio after his arrest. You notice there I said most? And in a final testament to how absolutely irresistible this fuck-ugly piece of shit was, while imprisoned, he fathered another four children with remaining female members during conjugal visits. Wow. That's some major Stockholm Syndrome right there. And here's the happy part of the story. On February 26, 2011, at age 63, Terrio was found dead near his cell. His death is believed to be the result of an altercation with his cellmate, Matthew Gerard MacDonald. MacDonald had stabbed Terrio in the neck with a shiv walked to the guard station, handed them the weapon, and proclaimed, That piece of shit is down on the range. Here's a knife. I've sliced him up. Matthew McDonald, you've done a great service to your country, and I, for one, salute you. In closing, I would just like to say, Ahem. Rock Terrio. What a fucking cunt. This has been Evil Done Badly, and I hope you enjoyed our discussion of the Anthill Kids.
is pretty messed up. I can be reached by email at evildonebadly at gmail.com if you would like to suggest any show topics. Thanks for listening. And here's one more fun fact about Rock Terrio. While he was incarcerated, he tried to sell some artwork on a uh, true crime artwork website, and the Canadian government said, Fuck you, pal. You can't profit from it. So take that, motherfucker. <laughs>